Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The wildfires continue in Canada and there are places across the country they are going to have the air quality issues. This isn't going to go away anytime soon because these, these wildfires are not going to go away anytime soon. They have now taken over 10 million acres of land. They exist. They started uh, late April, British Columbia and Alberta. Now, British Columbia and Alberta. They've done some traveling. They are now in Nova Scotia, Quebec, and Ontario. Quebec is the the largest population, and and, uh, Ontario, the second largest. And you take a look and see how they are affecting that New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, that tri-state area, just how the wind patterns have gone. In my beloved Indiana, we've been dealing with this for the past few days. And now we're going to be getting winds out of the west that's going to blow out the particulates out of the area. But that, of course, can change. The idea that wildfires don't happen is kind of silly. The idea that this is a bad wildfire is very real. The idea that the wildfires are a rare phenomenon is silly. The idea that this is the worst that it has been in decades is very real. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. The phone number 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Congressman uh, Ryan Zinke, who is the former Secretary of the Interior, I uh, had uh, this video message for all the people of D.C. You know, I don't have any sympathy for politicians in Washington, D.C. that are complaining today about the forest fires in Canada. As you can see, or not see, even the Washington Monument. But a reminder that our forests need to be managed. And whether you're a climate change activist or a denier, it doesn't really be the responsibility to manage our forests. And if you don't manage our forests, this is what happens. So welcome to Montana, Washington, D.C. I mean, it's it's very direct. He is from Montana. And you couldn't see uh, the Washington Monument in the background there uh, because of the haze. That's the point he's making. But the point about the, the forestry management, well, it's true. You got to actually manage these things. And when people like um, Representative Ocasio-Cortez and people like Chuck Schumer immediately go to, well, you know, this is global warming. They go to the thing that they go to because why should they discuss how Canada failed? Why should they discuss Justin Trudeau's inability? What? How, how is that going to help anybody? I mean, Chuck Schumer said this with a straight face. Now, this week... As everyone knows, this week the United States has suffered through some of the worst wildfire air pollution in the entire history of our country. North of the border, over 400 wildfires continue blazing across Quebec and many parts of eastern Canada. And winds are sending smoke and toxic air across the border and into our cities, into our communities, into our lungs. To walk through New York City yesterday was to walk on another planet. 
the orange fog of wildfire smoke left our city unrecognizable. Sadly, New York City had the worst air quality of any major city in the world yesterday, even more than such cities as Delhi or Jakarta, which always rate at the top of the worst air quality. And even as New York City had the worst air quality and the pollution was even worse for upstate New York, from Bayside to Brooklyn, from Buffalo to Binghamton, my home state looked like the scene of a scary movie. Yes, very scary. The smoke was so bad in New York City, you couldn't smell the urine. That's uh, I'm assuming if David Letterman was still on TV and wasn't a political ridiculous freak, that's the joke he would tell. That's the joke. Oh, when he started falling apart about Sarah Palin and lost his mind. Yeah, that was sad. It was sad because you want to love the guy, but difficult. These fires are everywhere. Over 400 wildfires and more than 270 of them out of control. This won't end anytime soon. And one should admit that things have been dry. The moisture has not been in the air. It is not that the heat has been radically extreme. We're not hearing that story. We're hearing that things have been dry. And so when the fire started, there was really nothing working against them. The conditions were just right, which happens from time to time. To scream a climate crisis, it's a laughable construct. Across the Northeast, Schools canceled outdoor activities and after-school programs. The Yankees, the Phillies, the New York Liberty all postponed their games. People as far west as Indianapolis and as far south as South Carolina have been impacted. I urge all people here in Washington and across the United States to listen to local health officials and take every precaution to stay safe. Mr. President. By the way, take every precaution and stay safe. Smart. Saying that the climate crisis is real, just, you got to want it. You got to want it. But which one is actually going to do something about the thing? Do we do we take uh, the words of, of Chuck Schumer and scream, my gosh, wildfires have never happened before. It must be the climate crisis. Or do we take the words of uh, former secretary and current congressman Ryan Zinke Bad forest management will get you bad results. Maybe do a better job. It would seem to me that there is no harm that comes from better forest management. Well, you can't do that. That might mean cutting down trees and we can't have that. The environment, don't you know? Well, you get this. So take your pick. When you don't cull certain herds, meaning you don't allow hunters to hunt you create issues you create uh ecological imbalance now this can happen naturally and one group can get so large that it hunts out kills out the other group and then of course the group that got so large it destroyed the other group will no longer either have a food source or something else and they'll start to die out and something else will come in and these things ebb and flow and that is nature baby That goes without saying. But the idea that I can't touch the forest 
If that's your religion, your religion sucks. Your environmental freak show religion stinks to high heaven. It doesn't do any good. It doesn't provide any benefit. It doesn't make anybody's life any better. It stinks. That's it. Me, I would go the zinky way and be like, all right, well, what can can we do about this? What can we do about this? So the fires are there. And I'm paying attention. I was supposed to. We're doing some college visits for the oldest, which is, uh, for those of you who have done that, that's a weird moment in your life. Very weird moment. And uh, we were going to end up uh, in, in, in New York, in New York State. And we're going to be like, you know what? Never been to Canada because I just haven't had the chance to go. We'll go. We'll do, we'll do like three or four days in Toronto. Family's like, yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be fun. We'll have shawarma. I'm like, yeah, we'll have shawarma. I don't know. Canadian shawarma, from what I hear, the finest shawarma. And now it's like, maybe we'll go to Georgia. Because I don't think going to going to Toronto in a couple weeks makes perfect sense. Uh, an update uh, from Team Trump. For the purposes of fighting the greatest witch hunt of all time, now moving to the Florida courts, I will be represented by Todd Blanche and affirmed to be named later. I want to thank Jim Trusty and John Rowley for their work, but they were up against a very dishonest, corrupt, evil, and sick group of people, the likes of which has not been seen before. We will be announcing additional lawyers in the coming days. He put this on Truth Social. Uh, as other people write it, um, Trusty and Rowley, they quit. They quit. They're like, we're done here. This, this new indictment, we're out. Thank you very much and have a nice day. Putting out a statement that's saying this is a logical moment to do so. Um, this is the kind of thing that everybody can get anything they want out of it. Of course, the indictment of President Trump uh, saying uh, the DOJ saying there was obstruction of justice uh, going on here with uh, classified documents and what the president uh, knew and was he trying to hide things from us. This is this is what was being said. The the question is, did the team resign because he was indicted? Or did the team resign because he was indicted? Let me let me let me say it again. Did they look at the indictment and say, we told you we're out of here? Or did they look at the indictment and say, okay, it came time for the new team to take over and handle this part of it? If it was it was it planned either way, which I I guess is possible. I'm just saying, I I don't know. I read less into it than others. People will be like, oh, they didn't want to be around this. They know he's guilty. You mean the lawyers didn't know an indictment was coming? They didn't feel that it was coming and they didn't quit six weeks ago? If, If that was the case? Meanwhile, there is a full divide going on about this indictment. And whether or not you think Trump is being railroaded, there are a lot of people who are like, this is so important, so important. We're, we're saving American democracy. And then there's uh, former Vice President Mike Pence. After years of politicization at the Department of Justice, we will restore public confidence in American justice. We gather today here in New Hampshire on a sad day in America. 
the day after a former president of the United States faces an unprecedented indictment by a Justice Department run by the current president of the United States and a political rival. Now, this uh, from Pence is being echoed by a lot of um, candidates uh, where they're disgusted by what they're seeing and Trump being I- indicted. It's, it's a hard moment for a candidate because now you got to talk about the person that you're running against and you know that what's happening is, 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 is wrong. What he said is we gather here today in New Hampshire on a sad day in America, the day after a former president of the United States faces an unprecedented indictment by a Justice Department run by the current president of the United States and a political rival. A Justice Department run by Joe Biden. I swear to you, MSNBC fact-checked him. And a quick fact-check, which we all know, which is the Justice Department is not run by the president. Has nothing to do with it, and he keeps repeating that, and that's just not the case. The president doesn't run the Department of Justice? The president selects the attorney general. The president decides the FBI director. The president doesn't run the DOJ? Every day, William Barr was the attorney general for Donald Trump. All I heard was Donald Trump's hand-picked attorney general. Donald Trump's hand-selected attorney general. Now, all of a sudden, the DOJ just exists and has no oversight from a branch of government? It's not within the purview of the executive? There's some magical fifth branch of government? Well, there's the, the exec, there's the legislative, that comes first, then the executive, then the judicial, then MSNBC, that's the fourth branch of government, because they believe that to be true. And then, miraculously, just the DOJ, just plopping out of the sky like it's the weird castle from Krull. By the way, Krull references. Try and get that on another radio show. Yeah. Yeah, best of luck. That is a stunning thing to hear. We are, You want to talk about getting into some radical nitty-gritty. Let us ask the question. Who would be in charge? As Wikipedia states. <laughs> by the way. This is the way you have to talk to MSNBC. You got to do it. You got to do it in in, in small words. The modern incarnation of the Justice Department was formed in 1870 during the Ulysses S. Grant's presidency, comprising of the federal law enforcement agencies, including the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Marshal Service, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, Drug Enforcement Administration, and the Federal Federal Bureau of Prisons. So... Um, who, who, who's, who's in charge here? Who do we think is in charge here when the president selects both the attorney general and the FBI director? It's not part of the executive. 
Wikipedia states it's uh, the executive department. The United States federal executive departments are the principal units of the executive branch of the federal government of the United States. But we can leave that all to the side. MSNBC is not a serious group of people. Not when you're doing this. I mean, this is just, this is just madness. But let's get back to, to, to the thing. You've got candidates who now have to talk about this. This does affect the election. Of course it does. Because they don't have an option. Ron DeSantis has already come out. Tim Scott did an interview on this, the senator from South Carolina. Whereas more importantly, I'm an American. And let's, let's, let's look at what's happening to an American. More important than Republicans or Democrats, red or blue, black or white, is this notion that our nation is the greatest nation on earth because Lady Justice has a blindfold on. That means that Republicans are not hunted and Democrats are not protected. It means that we look at every single case based on the evidence. And in America, every single person is presumed innocent, not guilty. Everyone's going to have to comment. Everyone will comment. And it's going to affect this race. We'll get into how in the days ahead. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. What if the plan is not to fix CNN. What if the plan is to sell it? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. What if Warner Brothers Discovery has decided that, you know what, this can't work for us. We can't run a news network. We don't want any part of this. Let's go. Let's get out. Who could buy? The guys over at Barrett News Media, and full disclosure, I'm speaking uh, at uh, the uh, summit in 2023 for Barrett News Media in Nashville. I will be one of the featured speakers there. They have a list of five possible buyers of CNN. And two and a half of these make no sense. NBC doesn't really make sense. You don't need the CNN brand. You could just simply build out your own brand even further. Something called the Emerson Collective, which owns the Atlantic, which would be an ideological play, I would assume. The Washington Post or the New York Times? Uh, I don't... You could just create a video unit, a streaming unit you don't need to buy. Then there's two interesting ideas. One is Disney. Now, Disney already owns ABC, So again, I'm left to the why wouldn't you just build out ABC's news uh, uh, development, but you take CNN, you combine it with the other platforms you have like Hulu and you create opportunity. And the other one, Byron Allen, who owns a series of regional sports networks. He owns the Weather Channel. He makes movies. He's got a lot of his own television programming. He has made himself millions. He's a guy who wants a seat at the table. That's a really interesting choice. But is CNN for sale? I don't have an answer for that yet. Keep it here. I'm Tony Counts. Bloomington, Indiana, the home of IU, 
and the home of WGCL, the voice of Bloomington, where you hear this show each and every Monday through Friday. They, their city council, passed a resolution. And this resolution supports a proposal allowing undocumented immigrants to have driver cards. Oh my gosh. There's a lot there. A tremendous amount there, including the aggressive level of wordplay going on. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. This story is from Wish TV, uh, written by a reporter by the name of Adam Pinsker, who I, I I tell you now I have issues with because what we're not getting, we're not getting reporting from Pinsker. We're getting ideology from Pinsker. And this was true about a, a report he did it was earlier this week about gay pride and attacks on the LGBTQ community. That's not, that, that's not happening. Parents saying we get to know the pronouns our kids are using in school is not an attack on LGBTQ anything. And also, it's not LGBTQ anything, as we've described. That's all a political movement stuff. We're talking about real lives here. And kids don't get to determine their own gender or get surgeries or puberty blockers. And it's not gender-affirming care. I, I've, I've already gone over it. I don't need to do it again. And the way he, he reports on a series of things, it's just, it's activism. It's not reporting and and this was was wish tv the question asked by uh anchor phil sanchez who i think does a very very good job and asking um adam pinsker this this question about what's happening Adam, is there still hope for this legislation, even though it failed to pass? There's actually still a lot of support for it, Phil, at the local level. Uh, this is, uh, Bloomington did become the 14th Indiana city to pass a resolution supporting this bill. Proponents say immigrants are the economic backbone of the community. Let's argue that there's nothing wrong with people having a job. Let's argue that you need people to engage in work that needs to be done. You need employees. I I absolutely believe that to be true. None of that is the topic at hand. And that's what's important. First, let me go back to the statement that I read, which was the first two sentences of this article. Really, the first sentence. Bloomington City Council unanimously passed a resolution supporting a proposal allowing undocumented immigrants to have driver cards. The second sentence in the first paragraph is, the cards could be used by immigrants to drive to work and the store. That's, That's not good writing, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm saying just as a matter of, of sheer, of, of, of journalism, of, of just creativity. And the reason that it's not good writing is because what happened didn't actually get said. This is what happens when you have to work to not say the thing that you want to say because to say the thing that you want to say based on what it is will actually hurt the people who you're trying to help so you lie for them. And understand whom it is that Adam Pinsker, I believe, is trying to help. People who are possibly, if not probably, in the country illegally, thus the term undocumented immigrants. You mean illegal aliens. Maybe you mean illegal immigrants. But you mean illegal. Not undocumented. You mean illegal. You mean people not in the state of Indiana or in the city of Bloomington legally. That's what you mean. Secondly, 
Maybe there's something I'm missing. What the hell is a driver's card? What is a driver card? You mean a driver's license? Nope, they mean a driver card program. Now, that's not how you and I discuss it. That's not how everyday people discuss it. We discuss it as a driver's license. We discuss it as what it is. You want people who are in the country illegally to have a driver's license. Now, as described, a driver card would allow undocumented residents living in Indiana to legally obtain driver's licenses and permits, as well as purchase car insurance. So it's, it's a level of which you then get to the driver's license. But that's not how people see it. They see it as driver's license. You want people who are illegally in the state of Indiana to have a driver's license. I assume that the right to vote is next. Uh, to get a little backup, I went to the Indiana Daily Student that has a piece in it from January of 23. It's a resolution that they approved urging the General Assembly to pass legislation that would allow undocumented Indiana residents to obtain a driver card. It was a unanimous vote. Understand what the city of Bloomington is doing here. The city of Bloomington, it seems to me, is trying to create an end around to being a sanctuary city. They're trying to uh, push the idea that no one is illegal. And they're being helped by Adam Pinsker, who is not doing anybody any favors with that first sentence. The cards could be used by immigrants to drive to work and the store. Well, actually, the driver cards would then get the driver's license, and the driver's license could then be used to drive to work and the store. The store. What store? If you said in places like grocery stores and, and, and gas stations, you know, you name places, okay, the store. Like there's only one. I told you, it was, a, it was bad writing. I mean, it's really bad writing. <sighs> let's, let's now talk about the policy. There is a group... Um. Uh, that is called uh, Coseca, Indiana. I believe I'm pronouncing it right. C-O-S-E-C-H-A. A nonviolent movement fighting for permanent protection, dignity, and respect for the 11 million undocumented immigrants in the United States. People come to the country illegally, and I'm the one who's not showing respect? Can we just stop? Can we just take a moment and breathe that in? Could we please, could we pretty please take that one in? Ah, oh, I swear to you, this is the kind of story. This is the kind of story that calls for the theme from Taxi. Ah, oh, there we go. See, everything's going to be fine. Don't call them illegal aliens. Give them driver's licenses and uh, make sure that you show them respect because you you disrespectful bastard. You're the problem. And if we have to do damage to you so you'll show respect for these people who showed no respect by coming into the country illegally, well, we will show you what's what if you even think of bringing up that kind of talk. It's it's crazy town. And even the theme from Taxi can't help the crazy town. And then there's a group called Lavaz Unida. 
Quote, we've met thousands and thousands of families, particularly mothers, who are being pulled over by law enforcement, being handcuffed in front of their children, and being taken to jail simply because they don't have a document and they are driving. Yes, that's correct. You know what happens to my wife, a mother, if she doesn't have her driver's license and she's driving down the road? She could very well get arrested. That's correct. Oh, and she's in the country legally. The remarkable audacity within these conversations and in these arguments that somehow you are the one who is doing the wrong thing by asking that the law be applied and that people be subject to it. It's a big day for people not being above the law. These groups are making the argument that some people should be above the law. Now we should ask ourselves the next question. The next question is whether or not we should be a state that allows people here, regardless of their immigration status, to have driver's licenses because they're going to drive illegally. They're going to drive illegally. And when they get into an accident, there's going to be nothing that can be done. Um, I have not come to the place where I'm okay with that. I have not come to the place where I'm okay with making it easier to be in the country illegally. Now, if you told me you're in the country illegally, now are they working through a process? Are these people working through a process? By the way, under the law, undocumented immigrants with this card would not be able to vote or receive federal benefits. Applicants would be required uh, to pass a written driver's test at the BMV to obtain a card, and the program would not be a pathway for citizenship. So, you know, the, the states kind of answered the question that I was just about to ask, just about to share with you. I want you to know that there is an answer. I think the question is, as we've discussed today in a couple different ways, do we believe it? Do we believe that it won't be a pathway to this, that, or the other? I mean, that's, that's a question. It's whether or not we have faith. If you tell me that these people are not going to get citizenship through this card, that they're not going to get uh, federal, federal benefits through this card, that they have no ability to vote through this card, I could be okay with that. The problem is, I don't believe it. So now we're off of the bad reporting from Adam Pinsker here because he just didn't approach the subject rationally, although he does, to his credit, at least have some of this information in here, and I, I got to assume it's correct. If it's not, oh, I'm going to hear about it. You better, you better see that. You better believe that. So what are the, what are the arguments? What are the pros the cons? Lawmakers... Uh, object to this, saying that it's not fair towards immigrants who came to the U.S. and worked to get their citizenship. Others saying, you know, driving is a privilege and, and, and not a right. I get the argument. I do. I do, and that's why I usually trend away from it. The argument here seems to be a different argument. They're here. You're not deporting them en masse. They're working. What do you want to do? Now, there's a question about how they're working. Where are they working? If you're in the country illegally, how can you possibly be working? Whatever happened to E-Verify? Whatever happened to being able to prove that you are somebody who can work in the United States? 
By the way, what is E-Verify? Uh, internet-based system compares information entered by an employer from an employee's I-9 to records available to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Social Security Administration to confirm employment eligibility. So now I go back. How can these people be working if they're in the country illegally? What am I missing? If you're not in the system and I run an E-Verify and you're not there... I can't give you a job. Or are these people getting jobs under the table? Let me ask, is the job of the people who are legally here living in Bloomington only to clean the houses of the professors at IU? No, too soon? Too soon on that one? Okay, I'll I'll retract. I'll, I'll retract that. It's just you hear so many people talk about if we don't have illegal immigrants, who will clean our homes and pick our food? And you hear that all the time. So I just made an assumption that it was, you know, it was Bloomington. I, I, I made an assumption. You know what? I'm wrong. I apologize. Shame on me. Can they get jobs if they're here illegally? Is the driver card a way of being able to get these people employment? I'm sorry, I'm, there's nothing here that's cleared up where there's actually more questions that come from all of this. There's more questions from this. You could get me, as, a, as, a, as a, just a, a straight rational point of view, saying if they're not getting benefits, if they're not getting citizenship, if they're not getting this, it's just about getting from point A to point B and being able to pay for insurance on a vehicle. I could say, okay. The problem is, wait, we're getting them a driver's license so they can work? How can they work if you, they can't be E-verified? I need an answer to the question. I'm, I'm serious about that one. But then comes the bigger part. I don't trust. Take a look at everything that's happened. The whole Biden Burisma story. The whole Trump indictment story. How the, the, the DOJ has been weaponized. Trust. What are you, nuts? The only people I trust are, are my wife and you. That's it. Trust the DOJ. Trust that this plan won't somehow be bastardized into another plan. Ah, sorry. Sorry, I got a hard time with that. I got a hard time with that. Not as hard of a time as I did reading the first sentence of this article. Whew, that was tough, but I have a hard time with it. I get conceptually, and I get the the guardrails that have been put in place that can make someone say, ooh, that's interesting. But they haven't answered the question. The driver's license to drive to work. Well, how are they getting to work if they're in the country illegally and they can't be E-verified? I wait for that answer. When I get it, I will bring it to you. I'm Tony Katz. You can't call me anything or anything you want. Garth Brooks is opening up a bar in Nashville because when you're a country star, you open up a bar in Nashville. That's what you do. You go right there to Broadway and you say, I'm going to open up a honky-tonk. Well, what in the world is a honky-tonk? It's a bar. It doesn't matter. It's just when you're in Nashville, you call it a honky-tonk. Now leave me alone. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. He's opening up the Friends in Low Places Bar and Honky-Tonk. Good. Good for him. Good for him. It's still under construction. It's going to be there on Broadway in Nashville. And he let everybody know, as he's doing an interview with with Billboard magazine, I want it to be a place you feel safe in. I'm sorry. Nobody says that. That doesn't even make any sense. 
Now, you can admit there are a lot of bachelorette parties that go on in Nashville. There's a lot of, of women uh, there on Broadway in Nashville. If you want them to feel safe, okay. I, I, I assume they would feel safe by by nature, right? Meaning that you, you don't have a place where everybody's creeping on them. You're going to have bouncers or some kind of security. People are going to feel safe. I don't know if you have to say it. It just seems like posturing to me. But that's that could be a personal thing, just how I take it. I want it to be a place, says Garth Brooks, you feel safe in. And I want it to be a place where you feel like there are manners and people like one another. Okay, it's a honky-tonk with manners. So I, I guess it's, it's the place after Patrick Swayze cleaned up the bar on Roadhouse, not before. And yes, we're going to serve every brand of beer. We just are. It's not our decision to make. You're talking about Bud Light. You, you, you're bringing up Bud Light? He continues, our thing is this. If you're let into this house, love one another. If you're a blank hole, there are plenty of other places on Lower Broadway. No one, why are you bringing it up? And no one's a blank hole. Bud Light hates their customer base. They threw politics into something that was just beer, and people just wanted to drink a beer. And when they go to your place, they want to go, oh, look, Garth Brooks' place. Hey, let's have a beer. They don't want to be lectured, Garth. Just serve them a beer in your honky-tonk. Don't lecture. Don't be holier than thou. Don't be special. Just serve the beer, say thank you, and don't give us any more politics. Please. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today.